Hey, Talofalava, this is Leotawa Dr. John Peterson, and you are listening to, what is this, episode number eight of the Alofa Movement. Thank you so much. Faftai Leotua. Thanks be to God, and Mawile Asomi, be blessed. Uh, I've got uh, a guest here today, a special guest, Jonathan Mason from Mason Tree Consulting, Mason Tree LLC. Correct, correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, we had, we had John, we were on the last time, right? Correct. Yep, we were. Yeah, we talked about the business. The whole business aspect and kind of who I was in the background to kind of how, you know, how we all got started and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. And that was good. It was a quick one. It was 20, mm-hmm. 25 minutes. I think that was early February we did that one. So it's been about a month since we've been on air. Right. But uh, boy, a lot has happened Definitely. in the last month. Yeah, I would say even the last week, you know, um, with everything, you know, presidential wise and, you know, just everything concerning what's going on in society right now. I think a lot has definitely changed. So let's start. Let's uh, let's let this go free flowing a little bit. But um, so I'm thinking let's start like at 40,000 feet and get your impressions about what you see going on on the world. Mm-hmm. Whether it's politics, whether it's business, mm-hmm. whether it's education, but let's start at forty thousand feet with kind of the national perspective. I know that you have um, said some things mm-hmm. that some folks have found to be uh, at times controversial, right? Uh, right. Related to President Trump, mm-hmm. um, comparative to some of the Democratic candidates that are right. still in the field, like Sanders and. Biden. Joe Biden, Klobuchar, who uh, you know recently dropped out on Monday, but uh, I'm just wondering if you could help me and help your audience, help the audience understand kind of what you're thinking, because you have a lot of knowledge and methodology that goes behind why you say what you say right. as a social right. influencer, right? Right, and I, I would definitely say this is. Um, for me, I, I like to look at disparities or I like to look for hypocrisy, basically, within this system, which is there's a ton of it. But, you know, recently, you know, with the Democratic Party, we know as of, you know, to, when it was 2015 and 16, we know how the DNC treated Bernie and what happened between, you know, Debbie Walsham and Schultz and Donna Brazil and how they basically cheated Bernie and he you know he had I think a ton of support um and I think the Democratic Party has let um others shape who he is as an individual and you know they label them you know as socialists and stuff like that but I think if you really are a cognitive individual and look through his platform you would understand that not only is he the best candidate Bernie, I'm talking about. Um, but if it's not going to be Bernie for the change, you're why pick the status quo? And and if you're looking to uh, benefit yourself, if you're in the business world, there's no other reason why you wouldn't want Trump. And I and and that's basically saying if you're not going to do change for the macro or the mass majority of people, arguing about him slashing you know, welfare benefits for able-bodied people, you shouldn't even be worried about it. Because if you're out here getting it or start in following what, you know, we're talking about as starting a small business and stuff like that, I hate to say it or break it to you, 
the Republican Party is going to be a little more beneficial for you financially. As and, a small business yeah, owner. Yeah, as a small business owner. Right. So do you feel, Jonathan, that with uh, Trump, the the middle has shifted in terms of what is, quote unquote, a centrist perspective? I, I, I totally believe that what we conjured up before 2016 about how politics, you know, um, was or what the standard was for politics has been blown out the window. You know, if, you know, majority of the time prior to 2016, they were talking about conservatives or conservative in their spending and stuff like that. Well, Trump has came and spent more than everybody and stuff like that. And he wasn't the typical um, conservative candidate that we would think would come out of the conservative party. Right. And so, um, with the debacle with the whole Democratic Party, with what happened to Sanders, people really weren't behind Clinton, and and why not pick Donald Trump? Right now, you know, the economy, now hindsight, the economy is probably doing better than it's obviously have, obviously of, as of recent, with the coronavirus, with the coronavirus and, stuff, right? and stuff like that. You know, it, it's, it's dropped down a bit, but I think... Um, when you look at the numbers, like I do, you would say that black unemployment rate is at the lowest of all lows in slavery. So when he says it, it's a true thing. Whether you want to take the Recovery Act and stuff like that, uh, a lot of that stuff goes into deregulation. Mm-hmm. And so when you're looking at why businesses are doing better, they're going to tell you. And see, this is another thing people aren't talking about. The business owners, when you talk to them, they want Trump. Then they might say, hey, look, I, I don't like the guy. Do this, do that. But when it's the nitty gritty in politics and politicians are fake all over the all over the uh, the map. And you're saying, how does what's going to benefit me when you look at the Republican platform for small businesses and business owners to alleviate some of that that overspending? From the Liberal Party and now the Conservative Party. Mm-hmm. Well, and you look at the overspending and the military and stuff like that, you're saying, hold on, let me keep some of that money, mm-hmm. okay, um, versus to have all these programs. So I think our spending has gotten out of control. So the left is, and then when you bring up things like health care for all or education for all, and, they're, and Bernie explained it very well. Regardless, if we don't do nothing about the healthcare system and the education system in ten years, it's going to be at sixty trillion dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, Bernie's plan would be at sixty trillion dollars. Sure, we're going to be nationally if we don't do nothing, fifty trillion. Why not get everything out of the closet? You know what I'm saying? We're not going to write a check for re- re- reparations. We know that. What are your thoughts on that? Bernie, for me personally, as a descendant of slavery, um, a check per se, um, would it be on generational wealth? Would it be on um, the Homestead Act where they weren't able to get um, land and stuff like that? I think that there has to be a conversation behind it with um, substantive ideas that are realistic in, in, in towards people in these areas. And that's not going to be the top 1%. And, and so we know that 95% of these people, we can figure it out how we do it. But I think labeling or putting a check on something is kind of disrespectful. I think there's other avenues that we could do. And that's the conversation that we have to have and we can't run from it. Right. Right. Um, 
So I noticed that uh, Biden mm-hmm. uh, was able to gain the endorsement of Buttigieg, Mayor yeah. Pete, who <laughs> dropped out recently, yeah. and also Senator Klobuchar from Minnesota. And Bloomberg. And Bloomberg now too. Wow. Bloomberg dropped out, I think, early this morning. What are your what are you thinking is going on with that? Okay. What it is is it, it, and this is where <clears throat> people are kinda uh, think I'm controversial. Trump has been talking about this swamp. Now we're watching the swamp play out. Um Bernie okay, young youth, uh, the highly educated people are going for Bernie. Bernie's not a socialist, okay? So now when you see billionaires and you see everybody now piling on who are career politicians behind Biden and you're seeing Biden do gaffed after gaffed and we know he was the crafter of the 1994 crime bill. We know that he was a participant of mass uh, mass incarceration, and I are you speaking a reference in that super predator that super type of, predator, that type of language, right? Yeah, and that's kind of where my follow up with Hillary Clinton was was her husband and her and Biden. They were all behind this, you know, stopping crime, which I I totally agree. But then what happened was when you say that on a massive level, you know what police were doing. So they were they were arresting, harassing black and indigenous people, POCI people of color in this country all over. And then on a mass level, locking them up for petty crimes for long period of time. And I know him and Obama try to do something. But look, there's still people in jail. There's stuff going on. And then so when you have people like Klobuchar, who just had her speaking about Klobuchar, we just had her um, campaign fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, with the information on Mayan, um, and 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 that case being so controversial, when you start seeing all these people start piling on behind Biden, you're asking yourself, what's going on actually? Because when you're listening to Bernie and he's talking about why insulin shouldn't be for diabetics a thousand dollars when we know it's right. fifty cents to make, and tissue boxes going for uh, twenty five dollars a a box at the uh, healthcare. No one wants to address the overspending and out of control things that insurance companies are tagging the consumer, and yep. it's and it's hurting us. So you know what I do see. But though, people are willing to talk about how much they think it's going to cost to right. have right. access to uh, free college, free college, or having student loan debt wiped out, right, or this, that, or the other. Oftentimes, I don't hear. People talking about what we're already paying, like Pain. you said, right. for big business, multinational corporations to right. make the insane amounts of money right. Right. that and, they're currently and, and, making. Right. And paying and how much in taxes? Zero. Not and much. The, and not much. In some instances, right? Yeah. It's so Indian Amazon. Amazon. Right. And so Amazon making, you know, Bezos, you know, got a divorce and his wife became the third richest person in the world. Um, I didn't he, know that. Yeah. And then he made what fifteen or thirteen billion dollars in fifteen minutes. So this this wealth is astronomical. Um, what would the one percent bi- or the yeah the one percent one percent or even right. the point zero one of one percent? You're you're the, you're number one in the in the world. So you're the one of the one percent. Okay, yeah. you're the you're the leading. You're they're top of the top. When you're making this type of wealth, it it is imperative that these companies give back. Amazon came to Minnesota. I need, if Amazon's going to be making these record profits, I need Amazon to tackle this for Minnesota. We need uh, lunch for all the kids at the schools. 
Okay. We need teachers to get a higher pay for students to come out and work for your company. Okay, for you to pay them higher wages. More teachers of color supported support More systems teachers of color. pathways for teachers of color to get into the classroom and in the schools and administrative positions, board positions, board positions, superintendent so, positions, superintendent positions. And these now we're kind of talking the local level. Yeah, and local level, and that's where I believe voting is so crucial. You know, we're we know the like, and this is another thing I tag about, talk about, is the electoral college process. When you're in, if you're a Republican in a Democratic state, you might as well kiss your vote goodbye. I'm just going to tell you that right now because at the end of the day, it's all about who's around you. If we're going to do it by the popular vote and say, yeah, it's to protect, mind you, when they do it this way, it's to protect the top percent of the white class. And I, and I want to be very specific because when they re, redraw the lines up in the delegate process, and, and, and this all is surrounded behind the 1862 American Homestead Act when they were giving millions of these, these acres away for free to white people before they let the black folks free. Okay, you gave all this land away. So now we look at Buffalo, we look at Delano, we look at Greenfield, we look at all these places in land West. Land that was... Stolen. Stolen land now. Now, mind, uh, D- the Dakota and Ojibwe, this is their land. Yep. Okay? They've been killed, pushed off, and had horrible... They say, well, they got treaties. If the deals were just horrible, and then you throw all the wealth at them, and then you tackle on all the substance abuse problems that are going on right now with that that comes with that extreme type of wealth. Yep. When you have... And they know this. This is... This has been studied upon when a culture that doesn't rely on a monetary system, right? This the the culture, the indigenous people in this culture didn't worry about money like that. Mm -hmm. Everything was given back. You take it, you give back, you go back into the land, respect the land. It don't got nothing to do with the the capitalistic situation. It totally blows it out the water. And then... You throw money into the, the the equation, masses amount of money to a limited group of people that you know there's going to be infighting, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be all these things that come along with it. It's similar to poverty, mm-hmm. and what happens is you see drug abuse, and this is where the communities fall apart. And so mm-hmm. these type of things we have to address, um, the redrawing of lines and understanding. Look, one vote matters. One vote matters. Just your individual vote as a human being. I'm going to stand up for a second. Yeah. Um, with the chair. It's okay. Um, to, you know, at the end of the day, every vote has to matter. And, and that, and the so you're talking it, about the popular vote versus popular. the electoral college. Correct. Correct. And it has to be that way. And then we get to have an honest opinion about what's going on in this, uh, in our country. And I think if we did it that way, for those on the Democratic Party side, Hillary would have won. Okay. Yeah, she won the popular vote. She won the popular vote. So mm-hmm. she would have won. It would have benefited them. But what I'm seeing in this system, like Donald Trump was saying, was it's a group of people on either side, but they're the top group of people and they're not getting any work done. And it's vital for us to point these hypocrisies out, but then also try to figure out how we can address these issues. So I'm thinking what, you, what I'm hearing you say just broadly uh, talking about what's going on with uh, the the Democratic primary and the Trump presidency is that uh, your view is that Sanders represents a movement of change mm-hmm. against the grain of the status quo. Correct. And 
in so many words, Biden, Klobuchar, and others represent that traditional status quo, Mm -hmm. liberal perspective, Mm -hmm. whatever that means, that doesn't challenge some of the hypocrisy that you've been talking about and speaking upon in the last 15 minutes. Is that kind of a... Yeah, and that that is definitely fair because I think right now where we're at is if we're trying to tackle climate change, if we're trying to tackle the injustices in the press, the press. We can't dip our toes into the water. We got to jump in. You got to jump in, and you we got to get in and start making some changes now. Now, now, it's immediately. If anybody, and so that's why the youth are in many ways supporting but, uh, Bernie, Sanders, Bernie. Yeah, and, and, and see, this is the thing. People are saying they he's get too old. They get it, but get, get his voters are the youngest among us. Mm-hmm. So that that's telling you, okay, they're all in their 70s going into their 80s. Okay, all of them. All right. Um, yeah, Trump Trump is the youngest person in the field right now, but yeah. isn't he close to 70 Se- or 70 74. He's like he's 74 a, years old. I yeah. think he might be a little younger than that. Is he 73, I think, I think Sanders is 70. Five? I can't remember. In yeah, 70s. so and they're all in, but mostly in their 70s. It, 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 that really... To me, um, shows me I can go back a little further in their history and find something. And when I do go back and I look at Sanders' record versus Biden's or others Bloomberg. or Bloomberg stop and frisk in 1994 crime bill, and I see Sanders getting tackled and slammed on the ground with um, civil rights leaders, and he's been saying the same message. And we're sa- telling ourselves that he's so- a socialist. And then th- for those in the Democratic Party to go along with this garbage, it just it, it's mind blowing. And, and I know for those who are actually paying attention to politics, it's going to get people so frustrated and say, look, I'm only doing better financially right now. Why not Trump another four years? Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. And what are people saying? That what are the responses you're getting to that? I, I, what, is it what, a mixed a lot, bag? It, see, it is. See, this is what I, I'm a little. Uh, I go off on the limb a little more, so I might be a little more vocal about things. But what I do hear when people do message me in my inbox, keep up the truth, tell the truth, man. Mm-hmm. That's the truth, man. Where can I find that video on Biden talking to those black kids again? <laughs> when they start seeing what I'm posting and they look it up and they say, oh my gosh, this is the truth. What are we doing? How are we this blind? You're starting to see a sheeple group of people that are following the status quo. Mm-hmm. And now all I'm here to do is just make people aware. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really changed anyways. The hood has been the same under Bush, Clinton, back Bush, Obama, now Trump. Now, when I see Trump addressing issues like criminal justice reform, and I have mm-hmm. groups of black folks in South Carolina who are going against it, but then are for Biden, who was part of the 1994 crime bill about mass incarceration, and then want to say, well, Trump is about deportations. But then when I mentioned Obama and Biden were the leaders of deportations. More so uh, than Trump. Oh, more so than Trump of all time. Then you say, oh, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it no more. Those conversations had to stop. Mm-hmm. And we have to start addressing the truth. I don't, I'm a person of color. Obama's a person of color. But you're not going to win me over on the color aspect. I'm, I'm looking at the truth. I'm looking at the facts. I want to know who's working on criminal justice reform. I don't care if it's a white woman named Kim Kardashian who had a porno date. I just personally mm-hmm. don't. You know, um, 
and, and I'm all about redemption for uh, people, and that goes for Trump too. And and people might not like Kanye, but when I'm listening to these individuals and I'm looking at what they're doing, they're telling the truth and they're actually doing stuff. And the Democratic Party is failing to show me that, and they're doing that with the DNC and how they're piling on Bernie, and everybody else is supposed to be going for Bernie, and now Bloomberg, every it's almost like it's a setup. It does seem like a setup to me in some ways. Right. It does. Yeah. Uh, it's just how coincidental that in the last three days, three people have dropped out right around the Super Tuesday primaries, right. and all three of them have voiced their support for for Biden. Biden. Um and uh, let's not forget that uh, Biden's name has come up uh, as part of the conversation around impeachment. Oh, right. So there's that whole piece. Yep. That. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Was made evident that there was some and, level and, of involvement between him and, and Hunter and, Biden. And Hunter Biden. Yeah. And, and so his son, and so and that's another thing. Trump we should won't capitalize on that. He, I mean, and so, you know, so anyway. Right. And I think right I'm now, not as well versed in it as you are. But. No, but you're totally you're right. The, it, it's, let's say Biden is the candidate, okay? Now, what is Trump going to use in his arsenal against Biden? Yeah. They're going to mention um, Barista. They're yeah. going to talk about the dealings in China, the billion dollars in 10 minutes. They're going to talk about these things that happen over in Ukraine. There, he's going to tackle it. So when you guys had an impeachment process on him working in Ukraine, he's going to mention, well, guess who actually was working in Ukraine? Guess yeah. who was the vice president at that time? And yeah. those type of things, the Democratic Party has to know. Tom Perez yeah. at the DNC has to know these things. And if you're not filing behind Bernie, who has the best record of all time. Consistent. Consistent. You know, you may not like where he stands, but at least you know where yeah, he stands. But, and then I, I challenge people. I say... I have the tax structure form. I know if you're not making over $50 million, don't worry. He's not raising it on the 29000 and up. Yeah. He's not doing it. No, 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 no. I looked at his plan, looked at the problem. That's a lie. And so what happens is we have to start addressing the socialist claims by others mm -hmm. and addressing it appropriately and say, hey, tell me where he says that. And I can pull up the facts and say, no, yeah. that's not it. And, and, and really at the end of the day is we have to get behind him or we know 100% sure, which I already think now, guys, I'm just being honest, Trump's winning. Trump's with or without. With or without. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's too late now. Um, he showed us that throughout the impeachment uh, proceedings that were just a debacle with Adam Schiff and um, Nancy Pelosi. It was an absolute debacle. They didn't even, you know, they didn't even subpoena the people they needed to. Should have had John Bolted and stuff in. They didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Why not? This is because it's all a charade. It is. And Donald Trump is, when he calls presidential candidates like Mike Bloomberg, Mini Mike, and you have Elizabeth Warren and he calls her Pocahontas and he says, you're not even Native American and then she, she does the test <laughs> and she's not Native American. We're in some big trouble. He's going to just tackle He's calling Mike Bloomberg racist. You know, think about it. You guys, we got to be prepared and aware of what's going on. Yeah. 
Respect. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate your thoughts on that. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the local scene. Uh-huh. What do you see bubbling up in Minneapolis and or St. Paul? Yeah, Delta? well, there is a lot of stuff going on right now in the Twin Cities. You know, um, I mean, obviously we have the Amy Klobuchar. Well, that piece, but yeah. uh, even a little more broadly, uh, the greatest disparities based on race oh, right. in any metropolitan region and area in the entire country. Country. Between and people of color, indigenous, uh, indigenous American, Indian, Native mm-hmm. American, and white mm-hmm. folks, yeah. whether it's an unemployment, employment, uh, educational opportunity gaps. opportunity gaps, you name it. Right. So um, what, what's, what, what's bubbling up for you um, right now? Well, in that, for, in that I sense? think um, we're in a very, very crucial time right now. I think just with everything going on, um, especially locally, I think that being that there are um, the disparity numbers here in the metropolitan area, in the Midwest, like you said, in the entire nation, nowhere other place no other place inside of the united states is as bad as the iowa wisconsin minnesota north dakota south dakota michigan area for people of color it's just not and so when you're looking at these numbers you know that within these disparities there's going to be opportunity um if we can focus in on what's actually going on so we have to address these numbers um by getting people of color and to positions, like you said, if it was a school board, in the school board positions, as a superintendent, um, as um, the um, companies that are hiring, companies to... that are hiring, that are getting these tax breaks, <laughs> right? right? It, it would be great for black companies to get tax breaks and get a lot money, or a lot more money back to hire other black folks. Mm-hmm. The, the numbers would change, you guys. But when we have white companies, this is what's happening. They say, white "Well, we got ti- we got we got Title Nine going on, guys, and we're all we got to do is hire one or two black folks, and we we met the quota." quota. It, it that we fall victim as a society to allowing these numbers to be the way that they are. Right. And 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 guess what? If we do everything we can to open up every avenue for black businesses. You know, to be able to succeed and flourish just like white businesses. Mm-hmm. And if they don't take the opportunity, that's on them. Sure. But I think if we do everything we can and we address these issues head on and then the numbers don't change or they and I, and I truly believe they will. They will. They will. They I believe will. they will. And, and, and the statistics show that they will. Um, but if they don't, then there's no um, there's no more whining or complaining per se, I think it would be more focused in on what's what's going on. But I think if we address those issues first, um, we'll be better off. What are some critical pieces as a small business owner and as a as a person and a man of color? What are some pieces that you could give advice to anybody out there? Um, and I know that on your Facebook page, you've talked about. Um, you know, hit me up if you want to start your own business. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there are like. What's the mindset or the mental model that a person needs to have from your perspective in order to make a small business happen? Do you need to go to college and spend tens of thousands of dollars? I mean, not that you're anti-college, right, but... Right, right. I would say this, this is personally... Right, this, and, and I think this is um, probably the best news I can give you right now. Um, we're in a day and age where right now we're in a very crucial time with um, student loan debt, we're at a crucial time at uh, at the the job market changing, where AI is coming in, and what what what's next for America? And I would say, 
personally, I wouldn't want $100,000 worth of debt to go to business school mm-hmm. um, at Carlson's School of Business just to get a $150,000 loan to go get a job for $60,000 working at a different business. I'm just, I just don't see myself doing that. I think it'd be the best route to find a passion. Mm-hmm. Right, and most of us are passionate about one or two things or whatever is on our heart to help others. And then mm-hmm. within that passion, God will make a way. And mm-hmm. this is how I believe. And if you do what this system allows, and this is when I say that that's the capitalistic system. What what are the, all the avenues for everybody? Right, because the, there's the things that black people and indigenous people fought for. Mm-hmm. And, and these are the rights that we got right now. So if it's being able to start a business, spending 160 bucks, starting your own business. Filing with the Secretary of State. Filing with the Secretary of State. Maybe spending 850 or 950, 900 nine, Maybe 1000 Maybe 1000 bucks to get the attorney to drop the, yeah. You spend 1000 1200 bucks to get every all your D, uh, T's crossed, your I's dotted. You get everything taken care of. And, the, and when I say reach out to us, these are the, these are the things that we can provide yeah. for you. I'm providing. When I sit down, you're going to sit down with the lawyer that I sat down with. Yep. You're going to be able to start your LLC, get your um, state vending license. You're going to be able to, we're going to walk you through these processes. So when you're able to connect with the system, you're fi- you're, ben- you're benefiting financially right. without the debt. Okay. This is a school within and a school. And you work for yourself. And you work for yourself. Yeah. You pay yourself. Doesn't there, mean you can't work for someone else too. You Absolutely. But as a backup. Plan as B, a backup, or as your plan A, you can be self-employed. Yeah, absolutely. Now and you got to pay self-employment taxes. You do. You got to manage your tax burden yep. in terms of your income. And, and we have these yeah, things. We do. We, we do. have these things to help you. You know, we'll sit down with you if you're interested in finding a tax guy at the end of the year. I know you and others have. We have the we have the capability to get you in that direction. To and you know, once again, you might have to spend eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay, but your taxes are done right. You got to get your business started. That might be a thousand. That's eighteen hundred, but that's better than the one hundred eighty thousand you're going to get from Minnesota. And the business expenses, and many the, of them are deductible expenses. Deductible, and this is why we're talking about Trump now. Yeah. Now, when when you're a black business owner, okay, I'm just going to say black business owner. Say if you're a black business owner, you start up your own business, you sell. You sell, uh, shoot, you're a good designer. You sell shirts. Mm-hmm. You sell shirts, okay? You're good. Hot press. You can make print, screen print, all that, right? Like Rossi. Yeah, like my buddy Rossi. Shout out Rossi. Uh, what up, Rossi? Yeah, what's up? And, what up, Terrence? And, 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 and Terrence is out there, too. We got our guys that are doing these type of things right now. And I would say... For even Rossi, I know he's working on his things with his website and get his things out. But you get a website, you start selling shirts via the internet. You sell a thousand shirts for twenty dollars a piece. You get a, that's twenty thousand dollars. Your each shirt costs three dollars. Okay, that's seventeen. That's seventeen thousand dollars profit. Now the labor cost is your labor. You're doing it. Then maybe you hire out a couple of people. Pay them. This is how business works. When you're doing that and you got your website up, you're you're on um, all the avenues that you are able to be on. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna benefit way faster than working an hourly job or working a salary job that's working you to death, not on your own schedule. You're missing out on your kids' 
your concerts, the conferences, and all that, and your boss is telling you, nope, you got to be in here today, and your kids got off of school, and you got to take a sick day, and you don't get no vacations. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I was in that rat race. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm slowly pulling out of it. You know, it's, it's not the easiest, but we're trying to do it. Yeah, and you know, there's people in the network like yourself, like mm-hmm. myself, like Rossi, like Terrence, like so many others that are listening to the podcast, uh, people of color, uh, black and men and women mm-hmm. uh, who are doing this work, mm-hmm. uh, Native, Indigenous, American, Indian people who are doing this work, people of color that are doing this work, that are passionate about seeing other people be successful right. and sharing that knowledge and wisdom of the things that they've learned with other people. Because that's really what it's about. You know? That's all it's about. And, I, and, and the point you just hit on, and we were talking about this off the air real quick, but... Um, Oh, I forgot to plug the mic in. Uh, Not that one. But the systems, the systems that we have, right? So, for example, when you're working in this capitalist system that is entrenched with white supremacy, you, you see the telltale signs of oppression, okay? Now, the flip side of that is... Um, the communities of color who have felt this oppressive regime on them their whole entire life want to help others get out of that feeling of being just gravity times 10 on you. Everywhere you turn, it's mm-hmm. just uh, 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 on your back. And what we want to do is relieve that uh, uh, mm-hmm. on your back. And and how you do that in this capitalist system, the capitalistic system is to get yourself off for get yourself out of poverty and that's getting money. <laughs> and and if we can help you work in your passion, mm-hmm. do everything you need to out in this system to make it legal for you to work in this system and to help yourself behind your family, be there for all the things that you need to be there for, this is the best route for you. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, following your passion is incredibly important. So I know that uh, you and I are going to go to the Capitol on Friday. Correct. And we're going to be checking out the educational symposium that's being put on by uh, the uh, leaders of the Minnesota House of Representatives, the legislature. Mm -hmm. And uh, looking forward to spending a few hours up there listening to um, uh, the Federal Reserve proposal and uh, uh, Chief Justice or Justice Alan Page's proposal on the constitutional amendment which has been kind of bouncing around and i know there's been a lot of media uh press and whatnot that's been uh relating to that so that'll be fun to see what people have to have to say and yep. and i'll also be interested to see how many people of color show up and native and indigenous american indian people are represented in that space yep. i'm very curious yep. to see that um so if you if you have time i know that a lot of folks are working multiple jobs right uh overtime right. whatever it might be but I would really, really encourage folks to come up to the Capitol. I think things start around 8, 8.30, yeah. and they go till about 3, 3.30. Mm-hmm. I know that Dr. Bernadia Johnson, former superintendent of Minneapolis Public Schools, yeah, is going to be, be speaking. I know that Christina Sorio, superintendent of North St. Paul Maplewood Oakdale, is going to be speaking. I know that Neil Kashkari and Justice Page are going to be speaking about the constitutional amendment. So it's going to be, hopefully, a, a, an enriching and learning experience for the folks that, that go and you know, it'll be an opportunity for us to network a little bit. So yeah. if you're feeling like you're on the outside, please join us. Please join us. Hit Jonathan up. Hit yeah. me up. And uh, 
you know, if you have a sick day that you can take or part of a sick day, take part of a sick day yep. or take a PTO and, and come to the Capitol and have your voice be heard. I think it's yep. important. But yep. that's just one example of that's something. That's just, and, and, and I think, like you just touched on, these things are vital for us to make change happen. It's, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to go to the legislative um, branch and go down there and see what's going on what, what at the Capitol and see what uh, representatives and legislators are actually doing on the behalf of the people. And um, shout out to Alan Page. Um, you know, he was one of the first guys who gave me one of my first scholarships. Oh, fantastic. And, and, and he was a very good guy and talked to me about, you know, fighting through adversity, you know, and having fortitude and uh, perseverance in this system of repression. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I I hold those things dear to me. But I think that if we do um, show up in these spaces and you let your voice be heard, um, that that alone enough can bring the change that we need. And we've seen a great example of that in the work that Nakima, Sister yeah. Nakima's oh, been yeah. doing. Shout out to Nakima, oh, too. Shout out to to Sister Nakima yep. for the work that she's been doing on uh, uh, the Mayan Burrell piece. Yep. And it's just been an amazing, amazing thing to behold. Yeah, her really, and Leslie Redmond as well. Leslie Redmond. Leslie NAACP. Redmond, shout out. Um, yeah, that's NAACP. Keeping you know, it real. They are keeping it real. Yeah. I'm on your back sometimes, you guys, and you know that. Um, just because I do, I'm so... I'm so passionate about change and I want things to move fast and I feel like there's people in appropriate places that can help that. But shout out to Nakima Leslie on that because they shut that rally down on they one day. shut it down and Amy <laughs> Klobuchar, I'm going to give them the credit and say that they knocked her off the presidential race. Shout out Nakima. I like that. Yeah. Great job on that one. Yep. So well, I'm trying to think we've been on there probably for at least 30, 40 minutes. So okay. probably uh uh say goodbye for now. But um any parting thoughts? Um, you know what? Just, uh, you know, involve yourself within this system that we're all supposed to be a part of um, and, and, and fight for the things that you believe in, you know, that and you're I, passionate and, about. And, and that you're saying. passionate about. And then also let your passion uh, build, uh, build you uh, a source of freedom a source of income for yourself and your family so you can get out of this rat race. So like I said, you can reach out to me um, on my uh, email. It's Jonathan Mason at uh, MasonTreeConsulting.com or, uh, you know, you can inbox me, shoot me a DM and just hey, say, look, I'm interested in trying to get me a business started. Yep. Or cultural competency yeah, training. Yep. Or tra- comp- equity training. Yeah. If you need a training for your business, please shout out, sh- shout out to us. If you need... Um, any cultural awareness, um, um, you know, HR work, holler at us. We will get you all set up. We will craft, we will craft your business the best model for uh, cultural competency in the nation. Trust me, we can do it. Maybe it's time to take a look at some of those policies you have around how you hire people yeah. and make those policies more racially equitable. Yeah. We can help with that. Yeah, absolutely. We can do that. And we'll look at it, you know, and it's independent. You know, we're not going to throw you. We're not throwing you under the bus. This is all professional. It's just about trying to make your business better for the community so we all can benefit. So, Amen. Amen. Respect. Keep your faith, folks. Uh, Don't give up hope. if you struggle. Yeah, you're welcome. appreciate having you on, Jonathan. Always. And uh, I know we always have... uh, Ideas to do this every week, the you know, between work and yeah, family. We're going to be doing it a lot more. Yeah, but so. we, we, we can be on the air. So yeah. check us out. Uh, this is the Alofa Movement. Uh, 
guest Jonathan Mason from Mason Tree LLC, and Leotawa Dr. John Peterson. Fatai Leotua Manwia, Aloha Fatu.